and welcome to another episode of Deal Talk. I'm Deal. Next talk. Uh, my guest today is a talented, 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 talented uh, artist, and he's Latino too, so it makes it even more special. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give a welcome to Ray Arcadio. Welcome to the show, bro. How are you doing? Well, oh, thank you for welcoming me here. I am very excited. Uh, and I love the way you pronounce my name off the top. A lot of people always ask me, Arcadia? Or, or, like, you know, you well, said Well, that's, that, that's that Latin flavor. That's that Latin Arcadia flavor. Arcadia you know? was, that was it right there. You nailed it on the first shot. That's that, that's that uh, Latin flavor. Usually white people fuck up our names. My name All is, the- my name is Dio Mark, Dio Mar. Oh, my God. They call me Omar. They call me Joe Mar. They Yo. call me every name in the book but my name. Fucking colonizers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let it happen. Fucking yeah. Arcadio. Just let the Arcadio. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yeah. You 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 uh shit, I lost count how many times I had to correct people uh to say my name right. So I just when I moved here they start calling me Dio. So I stuck Dio. I'd rather call it Dio than try to fuck up my name and you know I'm very sensitive when it comes to my name. <laughs> Uh, and now that's another fucking story. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I stopped being. I couldn't help it anymore. They used to call me all different sorts of names. So I was just like, you know what? Uh, it is what it is, and I'm just gonna accept it. But when somebody pronounces it right, I have to. I appreciate it. Likewise, brother. Likewise, the same way. Um, man, you have some incredible artwork throughout Jersey City. Right. So I, I I want to tell you my story, how I stumbled upon that picture I posted in IG. Right. OK, so that's the one that that's the one that's at, uh, I think, Paseca Ave or Pavonia, something like that is, is in front of this small restaurant called Chubby's. Is it Chubby's or is it the, the plant plant base? Mm, I think is it's it, called. Is that, the, chain. is that the green one? Yes. Yeah, that's, I think that's plant based. The name of the the name of the store is plant based. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they do all vegetarian, vegan options, and uh, that was the whole theme of that that little thing that I mm. I painted there. It was always it might be Chubby's near there, but I I think it's the name of the restaurant that I painted. It's it. like a, a, a next to a bodega, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I went there, and this is how I I, I, I summed upon your beautiful art is that um. I met there. We did a, a, a drive. I don't, we gave food to the homeless on Saturday. Oh, sweet. So, I, I, you know, we started at three and I was waiting there in the car with my wife. And um, I had my son and we were just waiting there. And I, and I saw this like awesome picture and it just called my attention. I took a picture. Right. But then I saw, you know, usually these uh, some of the arts around you see, they don't have their like the tag, their name. Or if they have it, they have like uh, a very unique style of writing. Can you really understand it? Can't read it. So I, I, you know, I took a picture and I tagged you, and then I started looking through your stuff. I'm like, you have to like what called my attention. Like I'm a big Batman fan. Like I am. That's I have a tattoo on my ribs. Oh, right? nice. And I saw you know, seeing this beautiful artwork, you know, different types, and I just you know I got mesmerized, and I was like. I asked my wife, so I'm going to hit him up. I'm going to hit him up to see who wants to come on the podcast. Because usually, like, I hit up people, like, like 50 people a day. Nobody checks their DM, right? Or ignore, or ignore them. So I was like, I said, fuck, I'm going to take a chance. And 
as you know, as soon as I send it, you liked the what I posted and uh, you responded, and boom, here we are. Bro, it's funny you say that because I haven't been active on it for a while. Like I just posted recently about a week ago, but now I'm going to Miami. This our basil in Miami. It's mm, nice, huge, huge event in Miami. And I'm going with a whole bunch of guys from Jersey City. We're calling ourselves the Art Bastards. And that's what that is. I yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I started looking through your through your uh, your page and I saw Art yeah. Bastard and um I, I I clicked that it was like one picture, but I I was gonna follow, but I thought it was like maybe this is a scam because usually there's a lot of IG scams, yeah, as, yeah, yeah. Uh, spam. So I didn't really uh you know go in too much into it. But right, you know, right, I'm, right. I'm glad now I, you know, you're confirming. So I'll just oh, give you no, a follow. No, no. So I'm posting that up now. I'm trying to promote that because this is, this is huge. You know, like a lot of us from Jersey City are going there. We're bringing our pieces down. We're going to be there for a few days. We're trying to like just rock the place. And then so I'm on it just posting and looking at messages from these guys because we're trying to prepare. And all of a sudden I see yours come up and I'm thinking, you know, it's like, oh, man, who's this now? And I said, yeah. oh, so it just so happened that it lined up, you know, like it just clicked because at the moment you were doing that, I was doing that. And then I saw your pose and I said, oh, that's cool. He put put that old painting I did up. And uh, so it was kind of just, you know, it meant to happen, I guess. It was. Totally yeah, man. God, God is good. God is, God good. is good. It was perfect. Man. Um, yeah, yeah. So I appreciate when people, you know, when they tag me on stuff, you know, it's always appreciative that people like my work or at least tag me on it because you know, yeah yeah it's, it's what you do it for you know it's uh, it's the uh you want people to either see it and acknowledge it and, and and that's what it's all about yeah um like i said i it it called my attention so you know i just i you know i did a hair mary and and, and gave it a shot and <laughs> boom here we are perfect it was it worked I, out. I, I wanted to ask like how did you start this trans this art how what inspired you how long you been doing it? Damn, that you're gonna go. You're taking me back, way back. It's funny you say Batman because what it all got started when I was like five or six years old. I had a, a neighbor of mine, a, a young guy. I mean, he was older than me. Obviously, he was in his teens, but he was a good artist. And I was, uh, I used to go over to his house like as a kid. We were neighbors, and he he was always drawing for kids. And I remember I went over to his house, and he was making drawings and he had started a drawing up on a piece of white paper. There was nothing on it. And he starts drawing like just this like pointy thing. And then he does a half a circle and then he does another pointy thing. And I'm like, what the hell is he making? You know, as a six year old, like you're just impressed as hell. Like that out of the white paper, something is emerging. So to me, it was kind of like magic. The fact that this guy was making that. And when he finished, he had just made like the Batman, the Batman, a mask with yeah. his face and his grin and that thing just hit me from that age that's like it wasn't even the batman that impressed me it was the fact that he created it out of a pencil he was able to create this magical thing on a piece of paper it was so impressive that from that point on i just wanted to do what he did and so i i started drawing and doing my own little sketch you know as best as i could uh, my mom was also a seamstress in VR, so she would create ba- blankets for uh, people as a job. Yeah. So she would, uh, you know, at, at home she would draw on, a, on, on like blankets and she'd draw little ducks. And I would just lean over and check to see what she was doing. And that was already interesting because of that guy drawing Batman. I'm looking at my mom making blankets for babies, you know, with ducks on it. And that just even fueled it more. And from then on, I just... 
it came naturally to me. You know, I just kept doing art on my own. I kept drawing, I kept painting and through my younger years and then through high school and it just bloomed from there, man. I just, I've never stopped. That's, that's awesome. I mean, that's, that's awesome. When you, when you ask about the, the, how it started, all people say, Oh, it started in high school. No, for the me, origins. I, remember, I remember when that shit hit me and how hard it hit me and how much of an impression it made on me. And it was that one time I saw that guy and my mom doing those things. It was just amazing. Okay. And, and everything else is history. Everything else is just, you know, it, you know, sometimes people says, Oh, you, you, you were born with a talent, but I really, I can't say that. I think it was, you know, environmental uh, influence that just uh, kind of kickstarted me. Mm-hmm. And from then on, I just, you know, it, you kept on. practicing your craft yeah. and it kept, yeah. it kept evolving. That's it. And that's all it was. That's beautiful, man. So I remember when I was, uh, when I was a kid, I, I, you know, I just, I grew up in a tough ho- household and like my escape goat was like to draw. Right. Yeah. And I used to love draw, especially like Dragon Ball Z. That was oh. my, that was my shit. Right. And like, I, I could never, I, I never could like draw something from scratch. Like everything I did was like mimicking. So like, if you had a, a piece of drawing here, I would look at it. And I would just mimic exactly how it was. And yeah, as I grow, got older um, and I moved to Puerto Rico, it just, I just, it just went away. Yeah, but that's, you know, first of all, that's how it starts. I mean, I was mimicking too. I was, I think we don't, you know, I, they say a lot of stuff. Art, artists, there's no, I don't know how originally you can really be. You're always copying and then you always mm-hmm. forward with your own ideas. But uh, I, same way for me, you know, I, I, I it's unfortunately that it died for you. I'm not, I'm not sure how much it died because I think what you're doing now is some sort of, artistic expression you know yeah. you're talking and wh- whatever you're doing now but um it's in you it's just that you know it's coming out in a different way that's all yeah it's just you know i've uh i've been told right because i've never i've never like learned about this shit until i moved here right I, i'm an introvert right whatever that fuck that that fucking means right some fucking weird thing yeah introvert. Now, yeah and, and you are like, talking and um, I just, uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. You know, then the pandemic hit and I said, you know, fuck, I'm going to do this. And I just really wanted to, uh, I remember growing up in Puerto Rico, like I used to sit with people and we used to talk shit all fucking day about anything and everything. And like once I moved here in 2010, like I figured out that's, that's like a lost art, you know, and we communicate through fucking text messages that, you know, you really don't understand what the person's saying or feeling, you know, and everybody speaks like uh, slang. So I, I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to bring that feeling of conversation back. And, 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 you know, hopefully, you know, I first started as like, just um, I wanted to people to come and talk about their business just because with the pandemic, it was really difficult. And then it just evolved into something amazing, like uh, some of the best relationship, a friendship, right? I, I've I've created through here, so like it's it should have been a, a blessing. Oh man, so, and this is fantastic that you're doing this. I mean, I, I think you're the only guy I know in this in Hudson County that's doing something like that. There may be others, mm-hmm. but it's the first time I hear about someone doing it in, in the way you're doing, which is really cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm trying just to go out out there, you know, like that's 
excuse me. One thing that I, I told myself, like, uh, I don't want to worry about the followers or the views. I want to be consistent, you know, consistent and, and, you know, just going out there after people, Hey, you know, not being afraid if somebody tells me no. And yes, you know, right. fucking being in the community and meeting new fucking people and, and having a, a good deep conversation about life. Right. Right. That's perfect. That's fantastic. And that's it. You got, you got, you got the main gist of it. I mean, going forward like this, it's, it's fantastic. And you're feeling it too. That's good. Yeah. It's, 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 um, uh, it's been a, an amazing ride so far and I'm looking for, you know, forward more and more towards it. Amazing. Amazing. Love to see that. That's good. Yeah, man. Um, what was your first, like, what was your first piece of art that you drew and made and sold? And did you want to sell it? Or like, were you astonished that somebody actually wants to buy your, 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 your beautiful art? That's, that's a good question because you know what happens, you know, you create art and, um, and a lot of things that happens to you young. And when I made it, obviously I was in college and uh, I made it. And at the time I, it was the last thing from my mind was to sell anything. I was just making stuff for fun. Literally. I was just thinking that first of all, when I became an artist, I thought, or before I became an artist, my whole goal was that to me, artists were like superheroes, like Mm. to me. And literally I always thought that an artist was seeing something no one else saw, uh, putting something into the world that opened other people's eyes. You know, those are all superhero powers. Uh, And to me, it was like, damn, I want to get there someday. So to me, it was just working towards becoming that. And I still, you know, in in the process of doing that, I don't know if I was reaching it or not. I don't know if I was achieving those goals. I was just saying, man, am I opening eyes? Am I I doing things that, you know, uh, no one else has done? Like, am I reaching the world? And am I going to change the world? Because that was all that I thought artists did. You know, Mm -hmm. from my perspective, to me, it was... Like, again, I come from poor neighborhoods and I see when these graffiti artists put stuff up, you know, they were either putting up messages or their name and they were trying to expand out of their neighborhood. So, you know, and then when I saw street artists pop up, it was like deep messages that were going up and messages of social importance. So to me, I was like, I gotta, you know, this is dope. This is what I want to do. And so when I was in school and I was practicing my art, all I was thinking was just getting better until in that process, I make something that somebody said, that's amazing. I love that. And they decided to purchase it and and take it with them. And I was like a little confused, happy. (laughs) But since my goal wasn't to like sell and make money, my goal was to like, well, wait, I kind of show this to the world. Where are you taking it from me? You know, I was kind of a little torn. Uh, And so I really didn't want to sell it. It, not that I didn't want to sell it, but I, I didn't want to let it go for that reason. I wanted to still live with it and show it to other people. But uh, I had a friend who told me, bro, you got to make to sell, keep making and make more. Let that one go and make another one. And, you know, along, you know, along the process of being an artist or whatever it is, even when you do something, you're going to run into people that will give you a little advice so that you're stuck on something because, you know, Mm-hmm. That that kind of push you beyond the level you're at. And at the time, I was at a level where I was making art, not really understanding my, I guess, the bigger picture of how things work. Um, this person said, 
if you're an artist, you're gonna keep, you have to keep making, you know, keep driving whatever it is that you want to do. Understand that people may buy it and don't hold on to things. Just let them go and keep making. And that kind of like, you know, that just put me in a different field. And I said, you know, you're right. I just gotta, I gotta keep making art. I gotta get out of this little headspace I'm in about just, you know, making art to save the world. And not get out of it, but don't mm. stick to it. Know that there could be sales too with this. And and you get to that point where it's that's the an art dilemma, you know. You you either you think you're selling out or you still stick into your to your core values of wanting to do as what you want to do as an artist. And uh and that's the the field that I think all artists live in. Yeah, that- I I I get it. I I was you know it's funny that you mentioned that because like I was watching this interview with um, damn, I can't remember his name. He's retired, but he was interviewing uh, Dave Chappelle. He has a show on Netflix, and um, he Dave Chappelle was basically explaining everything you're explaining now, and he basically ended like, "But I don't want to do it broke, right?" You know, like uh, he's like basically, you know, in a rough shop. I'm probably botching it, but basically saying that there's a lot of people that that done what he's done and been broke right and you know their names come up but it's not drastic it's not impactful right and he's like that's fine but i don't want to be broke and it's like you know like yeah do you continue your message yeah and stay hardcore or stay whatever it is that you want to do like you know at some point i was making political artwork that no one wanted to touch in terms of buying and so controversial uh, it was very controversial man i you know i i, I got arrested uh you know mm. it was it it, it it was just crazy and because of that you know the artwork was kind of like well i don't know if i want to buy it. that's not something that that's too harsh for me to put on the wall i want pretty things i want things that look more colorful and i want this mm. thing. you know like that's what the things you would get i mean it's rare that you have someone that's really controversial mm. where the artwork is really like fucking in your face uh, that that actually sells. It's very yeah. rare. They have to be, yeah. They have to be really young, because right? one thing I, I I've learned is like somebody that's like, uh, what do you call those? Uh, what do you call those people that boycott? Like, um, oh, fuck, Bro, huh? I mean, the ones the like the, boy, the, the like boycott. What was another word for that? protesters protester yeah. somebody that is as young and pro uh, as a protester and i just as i got an older i realized that's like a, a young person's game you know yeah, you know what i love the pro- i love like to this day i love the protesting i don't, I don't mind i think you know deep in my heart i'm still like a little rebellious i mean i have a piece called fuck poverty and yeah. there are people who advise me, why do you name it fuck poverty? Nobody's going to buy a piece that has the word fuck in it. You got to be careful. You're turning off a lot of people. And to me, it was like, you know, but that hits, like, if I feel that. That's fucking, you know, sometimes yeah. I sometimes I say that, like, fuck poverty. I mean, I thank the Lord that I'm not where I was when I was younger. You know, my mom was on welfare. We were collecting mm-hmm. coupons. We were like, had the fuck, you know, I had to go to the store with the little cards to get my food. Yeah. And, and, and it sucked. And, um, and that feeling of that sentiment of saying fuck poverty, it, it's strong. It's, I need that. That's what I feel. And that's why I named the piece the way I named it. So it, deep down, I still do shit like that. And a lot of people yeah. don't, 
you know, they disagree because it doesn't appeal to certain markets. And I understand that too, because, you know, it's important to sell something and continue what I'm doing because otherwise, you know, you, it could die down. It's like, yeah, you know, the, it, money's good. It's not bad. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tough situation. So I don't mind like the whole rebellious protesting thing. Like it's a, it's a good thing. That's a, that's what fuels, uh, fuels a lot of stuff that, that generates creativity. I, I don't think, I think that if the youth doesn't protest and by the way, speaking of youth, I just feel like I love what happened in the past few years with all the protesting that's been going on, all the young people hitting the streets, you know, yeah. George Floyd, bro, that's fucking critical. That's important. And and we need and I'm I, I, the only thing that I didn't like was that I didn't see as much art in the street like artists out there also putting their artwork mm-hmm. as a means of protest and I'm talking about you know political art and you know social conscious work uh, I saw a few and most of the stuff that I saw was on Instagram or TikTok or whatever but in the street. In terms of like you know I don't know graffiti's and, and, graffiti. and, and like just yeah with, yeah with a protest yeah. and you carry yeah. crazy signs that are of paintings or of of just images. Images are important and and protests is what fuels that and any you know. But I don't know the you do today is a little it's a little different. It's you know? different. They're, they're, they're fighting. They're not wrong. They're not bad. Yeah. They're just finding their way and they're figuring out in their way. They're, they're more vocal of anything. Right. Right. Not right, more. Right. You know, they're not really more expressing through art and, and you know, like back right. in the days, they're more vocal and right. speaking about their feelings and shit. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, 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 yeah. No, I uh, agree. Which is not bad, you know. No, no, no. no. It's the way but it sometimes you need a little bit more, like you said, an image that, yeah. that's going to, you know, remind you or is going to give you a bad flash for the rest of your life is going to remember that moment. Right, exactly. <clears throat> See, like that George Floyd mural that they put up. Yes, it's beautiful. That was, yeah, dude, that was amazing. I mean, it's it was it was a simple portrait of him. It was it was fantastic. Now, um, uh, and again, going back to the whole protesting thing, I think the protesting is really important. Um, and I just I just wish that there was more of you know a lot of more art backing that up. I mean, that's that to me would would have been killed. But again. I don't want to tell the youth today what to do. They have to figure it out themselves. And if, if they don't feel like more art is better for that, if it's just yeah. vocal, like you said, that's the way they're going to go, which is cool too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. whatever works, you know, as you know, years, people evolve. So yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Do whatever they yeah. think is best. You know, um, I just like, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I'm a little bit, a little old school in that sense. I want something, I want an image. That that's gonna fucking, you know, be in the back of my head for the rest of my life to remember that moment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it all comes out from the generations too. It's whatever the generation they have to come up, you know. But again, I, 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 I'm always torn by this because when I'm on Instagram or when I see images, there might not be paintings or anything, like that, but there's a lot of digital. There's memes, like mm. all that. It's kind of like the art of today, you know. Yeah. Like those memes, those gifs whatever it is they put up yeah those yeah. are the images that are going to exist 20 30 years from now that now with nfts could mm-hmm. be things that you may want to own you know if you can get that original whatever it was that you saw back in the day which you i can't wait 10 15 years from now when we start looking back at the images of today that we've seen on instagram 
they may become the things you either hang somewhere and say, I remember that jail. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. That meme is old, but it's still around. I mean, it could be that. It, it's just, that's the beauty of visual art. You know, they can pop up anywhere. And, uh, and it's exciting to, to see what, what else can come up out of it. What's, what's the difference like, or is there any difference of when you first started as an artist to now artists in present time? Um, you know, I think, like I said, there's, um, listen, the only, it's hard to say because what I've been seeing right now is that um, uh, whenever we wanted to do something, first of all, we couldn't really record it as much, you know, yeah. uh, we could only take either pictures or whatever it was, or just not have any documentation of it. I mean, today you can document every little thing, right? So I think that may be the only difference, but I do also notice that there are less risk takers today. The only risk takers that I've noticed exist are really street artists. Like, you know, mm. I, I've, I've met all these guys on, on the streets doing uh, murals and stuff. And I mean, these guys are amazing. These guys are like the true artists that I grew up learning about who, um, who will climb over a wall, you know, go out a particular time of night, spend the whole day and night, you know, working in the street to put up a, an image, you know, like, I don't know if anybody ever stops and think about that. It's like the most insane thing that you can think of. You go out into the street to put out an image that nobody really knows about just to have it on a wall for people to see. And then you risk getting arrested. You risk getting, you risk, you know, the time of your life. Like, you know, this time passes, but you're out there in the middle of the night putting stuff up. And it's just, to me, that's, that's fucking amazing. Uh, It's an amazing drive. And it's an amazing inspiration uh, to have to understand that these guys are doing that all night, sometimes all day. <coughs> so, I mean, to be honest, there's really not much of an inference. I, what I, I, the only, another thing I can say is that I, I don't see as much drive mm. in people who are, like, um, not doing street art, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I think people are depending a lot on the social media to be discovered now, whereas before, when there wasn't, you had to go out into the street, like <coughs> basically on, do it. Yeah. Boots on the ground, knocking <clears> on <throat> doors, like going to a gallery. Can I get a show? Can you see my paintings? Where now you just put it on Instagram. It's easier, you know? So that drive to just be at home in your studio and do your own thing, it just becomes a little more. Yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah. 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 And again, nothing wrong with that. It's just a, like that difference in you, you got to just hustle. Either way, you have to hustle and make sure you have a lot of it and, and put a lot of it out there. <coughs> Sorry, damn. Sorry, right, man. Um, <clears throat> like when you first started, right? And I can imagine you were like a teen, maybe in your twenties. Was there a particular artist or person that, <coughs> sorry, um, would inspire you? Like you would either watch what they were doing or listen to them. That's like. Fuck that inspires you. You want to? This is what I'm going to draw. This is the idea I have. Uh, yeah, see, with that, I have so many, so many um, influences, and a lot of them were like you know famous artists that I would just love. And uh, to be honest, when I I didn't really, when I was in high school, we used to have uh, I used to paint uh, denim jackets. Like I used to paint mm-hmm. all over the denim jackets. That was like kind of my side job. Like I would do denim jackets and I would charge people 20 to 40 bucks to paint the jackets. 
and I would have that going. I was hustling on that, and it was making me good cash in the high school. No, and, so you, you've and, always been a hustler, and, and you've used your talents, your your inspiration to actually make a living. That's beautiful. Oh, oh yeah, man. And so, like, <clears throat> in high school, I would go around, like, different bodegas, and I tell them, do you want me to paint your, like, sliding, your metal your metal uh, doors? And, yeah, I would get jobs like that. Like, yeah, I'll give you $20. And, you know, I would do their whole front. That's that's Vegas. beautiful, man. That's and then be- I, in, the, in the high school, I would just ask all the students who had Levi's, you know, I'll paint your jacket for 20, 30 bucks. And I go, really? And I go, yeah. And I would do, like, whatever it is, if it was a rapper or a, or a gang name. Like, I remember I used to do these. Uh, there was this gang that had, they all had Lee jackets, and they had their collars painted in the back with their names. So what I did was I tagged all their collars. Like some grease? Like some grease back. type of shit? I guess it was grease type of shit, but, you know, they were all like uh, they, they were called the gents. Wow! <laughs> so then they had the tag in the back, and they had a graffiti piece in the back of that, and you know, so I would I would make some money off of that. But um, as far as having someone inspire me, I, it didn't it didn't happen until I got to to like college. I went to college. I went to NJCU back then. It was called Jersey City State College, and there I met some guys who shaped the rest of my life. Because because we, we started a big group and um, and we got great attention for that group. And in there, I met a teacher by the name of Ben Jones, who was the person who actually really pushed me and I looked up to in terms of what I wanted to do and what, who I wanted to be like, you know. And uh, that's when it really began, when I was in art school at Jersey City State College. Um, and... Uh, because before that, I wasn't really educated in art. You know, I was just kind of like graffiti artists were my were my heroes, to be honest. It was like Dondi and all these old graffiti artists that I used to look at up to. Uh, those are the graffiti artists that I looked up to. And those are the people that I was looking to see how I should do things, you know. Did you did you get to meet them at one point? <laughs> um, I met one of them. And um, God, I, I forget what year it was. It was a while back. And I went to New York in a show and he was just walking around. And, um, and I'm, his name is slipping me. I can't believe it. But he was in the same gallery and I saw him come in. And I was like, oh my God, that's, I know this guy. I've seen him before. And I just went up to him. I talked to him and it was like amazing. I mean, but it was a long time ago. And I can't for the life of me think of his name. You got me. You got me down. <laughs> because there's like, there's like a, like a, a lot of amazing art around Jersey City, especially that like, there's probably the people who never know who did that. Right. Oh, yeah. Jersey City. Forget about it. I mean, that's, I think we are like the capital of New Jersey for art. I don't know another town that has much art as we do, which is so beautiful. And I met, I want to say I met almost every one of them, not every one of them, but I miss a good amount of all the artists that have pieces up in Jersey City on mm-hmm. walls. Uh, I've been blessed for that too, because there's been so many guys that I look around, I said, this guy's a master, this guy's another master, like these guys are just great. And I've had the privilege to meet all of them, uh, most of them, and hung out with them. And, and I'm going with some of them down to Miami now. So it's it's really it's it's gonna it's a fun time. It's a real that's, fun time. That's beautiful. Like and that and you're in that industry, you don't have like a lot of like 
let's say like in other sports that like people are like too cocky and dicks right, right? right. in your industry or they're like are you like humble oh my god are you kidding me? <coughs> not only humble these guys are like the minute you meet them they're like family wow. you know they are That's willing beautiful. to 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 provide you with concept ideas suggestions educating you and stuff they share uh, when they see you, it's a hug and a clap. It's like, uh, that. It's I'm telling you, it's like a family out there. And all you have to do is go out and paint with them for a day or two. And then immediately you become, you know, they have yeah. your number. You call each other up. They listen. There's a piece here. Like, your piece is on the side. You mind if I tag next to you? Yeah, no problem. Just, you know, move it to the side a little or whatever. And it's just like, it's fantastic. It's like literally an underground family because you know who the people are, but then you when you talk to them, they're like mm. just regular guys who are just having fun painting and, and making art. That's beautiful. It's, it's really beautiful. So you've been able to co- like collab in certain projects and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, every time I go to like, we go to, uh, we're doing a, a, a wall or something. There's, there's usually two or three guys there in the same spot. And then we'll, you know, you collab by the, um, uh, I guess it's 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 like jazz, you know. Like if they're there, you you start to work on a piece, and someone does something next to you. You kind of work around. Yeah, it. yeah. Before you know it, the piece is it's growing, and 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 you know how to each other work. It's just it's fantastic, man. That's beautiful, man. I definitely and definitely love that camaraderie you're 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 describing. Now, now, do you like? Do you like? How is it now? Like, do you get permission to like draw on a wall, or do you appear a certain a certain place that you like and you start tagging it? Listen, nowadays we are also all look. I mean, there's there's many different ways. You either got to go out there and do it, and then you also have. Uh, uh, I'm fortunate to know uh, Wymy. I don't know if you know who Wymy is. He's a a big name in Jersey city in terms of uh, street art, because this guy is kind of like producer. Like if you can think of what a producer does, he brings people together and creates something. Yeah. Well, he, he's the kind of guy that'll find walls and, you know, whether by permission or by not, however he does it. And then he has all our numbers and he'll just call everybody. Guys, I have a wall on this street. Uh, Come and get it, you know? And before you know it, there's like five or six of us there. And uh, or one or two, depending on when he calls. But he's the guy, and he runs this thing called JC uh, Hundred Murals. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you ever see a tag somewhere with has a number one hundred on it, that's him. Yeah, so, I've seen, I've seen, I, I've yeah. seen those tags before. So, so he's a uh, he's like the guy who's usually kind of like putting a lot of people together. And then, of course, you can aside from that, go out and do your own wall and find your own spot and and hit it up. Uh, you know, there's different ways that things happen, uh, but I, I got to shout how, shout him out because he's he's uh, he's always hooking everybody up with walls all the time. That's dope. You know, without any effort whatsoever, he just he just calls us and we go. That's dope. That's dope. That's beautiful. That's man. I I, I will. I, I I really wish I haven't stopped drawing for so many years. <laughs> <laughs> now you do. You're onto something better for yourself, man. It's, you're it's in the place. You're in the place where you have to be. Come on. No, thank you. Thank you. It's beautiful because like Jersey City, it's like an it's uprising, right? It's so there's so many developments. It's it's probably gonna be the the next mini New York. 
Yeah, and it's it's a lot of beautiful places with beautiful tags and and it just it's a lot of po- great positivity, and that's yeah. what we need, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's been Jersey City's come a long way. I don't know how long you lived there, but when I lived there, man, jeez, I just can't believe how downtown has developed and uh, and where it's come and all the buildings. Look, I mean, in a way, I'm a little sad, but. That's progress, you know. Yeah, yeah. Happened. Yeah, I've lived here for I want to say ten, ten or eleven years already. But it wasn't it wasn't until I I met my wife, like met my wife, that I really started to experience and appreciate Jersey City for what it is, you know. Because you know, I've always, you know, I'm an island boy, you know. So like, I'm not really a fan of this cold, you know. Right, right. You know, um, and now that I've really broken out my shell and, and just, and, you know, that day that I, I tagged you, we went around uh, donating food and we got under this bridge, which has like this huge mural of different uh, artists. And I just started taking pictures and posted them, taking pictures, just actually really enjoying the rich that we have and nobody knows like hidden gems. Right. Right. And I I started sharing them, man, because it's, it's amazing. Right. Right. And if you don't look like, and it's something that like what I appreciate is like, I wasn't looking for anything, but yeah, I I stumbled upon this treasure chest of, of amazing art. And that's, that's, I mean, you, you're in the right place for it. What bridge was that you talking about? What is that? Um, Cause I know on 14th, 13th street, I think it is. It's like, Old- it's like, um, I'm not sure if it's before or after that you can, it's like a, a gap where you cut to like, go to, uh, the mall. Oh, okay. Like, I can't really, uh, remember the exact, uh, um, I know, I know near 13th street under the overpass to the, mm. uh, of the tunnel. Yeah. But it's like by uh, yeah. like a hospital or something like that. Okay. Near near that, a couple of blocks. Yeah, because huh. I know that the one that we did when we did the uh, the mural projects, so Jersey City had done that mural art program. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a big event over the uh, I, I want to say it was on July, and uh, there's a whole bunch of murals there that if you can pass by, that's amazing. It's right on third between uh, I think it's I want to say it's nine to tenth Street. Is it nine to ten? Yeah. On Cole, between Cole and Monmouth. Um, mm. Great spot right there. Yeah, I'm, I'm really... With a lot of work, too. I was talking to my wife. I, I really think I want to, like, invest in a camera and just go crazy just taking pictures, man. Just, like, because, like I said, there's so much... That's one thing I'm, I'm afraid of, right? We're, we're living in a digital era that uh, everything's, like, it's, it's digital, that we won't have anything that we can actually hold physically, right? Like all my, like my son, right? I have all, a fucking ton of pictures of him, and they're on my phone. If my phone crashes, that's it. It's not like back in the day that we had like a scrapbook, right? Uh, right, right. You know, so like, um, there's so many uh, amazing, talented artists out there, and I just you don't want that beautiful like genius to be lost. Right. Not known about, right? Right. Yeah, I don't know, man. To be honest, I don't know if that's ever going to... I think now, more than ever, 
with the cloud and the way things are being recorded and Instagram. I don't know. We're in a different world, man. That shit's never going to go anywhere. It's in it for life. I don't know, man, because Unless like, we I, leave it. Yeah. I, I, like I grew up in Puerto Rico and when the light goes, the light goes, there's nothing. <laughs> you can't access shit. So it is a, a major I, blackout and, and, and these machines get burned, you know, so- and we don't have no backup shit. That is fucked up. You know, that's, yeah. how, that's how spoiled we are here. I'm thinking, no, yeah. I'm going to go anywhere. I'm acting all spoiled. And I forget <laughs> that people in different countries don't even have this shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> got to save it for them. I'm like, we're never going to have a black guy. We're never going to have anything. I'm like, I'm spoiled. It's no, old. man. Uh, everything, <laughs> if you know, if it's not physical, like I remember I was watching uh, uh, Netflix uh, Daredevil. And they were investigating this case and there was no paper trace because everything was digital and it had to go all the way back to the vault and, and look for paper. I saw physical proof. And like that just caught me thinking, like, that's where we live now. That you with a click of button, you can erase everything. Right. Yeah. And if it's a blackout and your and your and your drives all could get fried, you all your content or everything you have oh. created could go to shit, literally. It is gone. So that's we're that's the prepared. Huh? We're not prepared for that shit. No, we're not. Shit, we weren't prepared for COVID. No, we weren't prepared for COVID. <laughs> that fucking cabron, <laughs> that orange <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah. Dude, that guy pissed everyone off, man. Fucking asshole. Oh, Jesus man. Christ. I can't stand that that whole thing happened. It was such a nightmare. And then it's all happened that. We get COVID and then we get fucking Trump. Like, mm. what the fuck? How do we get both at the same? Like, couldn't it be that? Like, it's it's amazing how they couldn't be. They couldn't be one without the other. Had to be right, 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 right. Like, couldn't we get COVID and then like a better guy as president, or or get shitty Trump but not get yeah. COVID? Like that way, we wouldn't have to worry right. about. But it's so, not so, both at the same time. No, check this out. So we have yeah, COVID same, and we yeah, have yeah, Trump. Yeah. We're we're stuck. In our right. house, right. right? Because everybody have their news on. So we're stuck in our house uh, in COVID. And then the only thing we're watching is this orange motherfucker who, who's just who's just talking the, nonsense. Nonsense. The fucking words, right? Everything he said, we were analyzing because we had time. Now we can analyze every fucking word. We can spread it. We can hate him. And like, it couldn't be the worst thing to happen. But you know what? It we did. We survived it. Unfortunately, I think it just riled up a part of the country that didn't need to be riled up. And I think that's the worst part of it. Yeah. When he was around, he riled these people up. Now we're now we're in a different fucking world because of that. It's just uh, uh this this fucking ad that keeps on coming on everywhere I go. It's like I think they did a show about him and he said his presidential was unpeachable. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unfucking real. It's a it's a joke, man. It's a it's a joke. It's it's it's. Yeah. I don't know if it's dangerous or sad. I don't. I don't it's I, both. I think it's both. It's right. Both, yeah. That's you know. It could be multiple things at the same time. It's sad. It's dangerous. It's fucking you know depressing. There was a lot of things that we were going through, man. It's angering. Uh, yes, and, and all those emotions are fantastic. They're they're part of life. 
we what we can do is just let us take us over and over overwhelm us and let it win. You know, we got to be fucking strong and fight back. And hell yeah, you know hell yeah, you can't hell let yeah. it push you, can't let it put you down, bro. Hell yeah, it's gonna well, happen. It may happen again too. You never know. This should make this may not be the first time. No, it's, you know, this is exposed exposed to a whole different type of mentality that it can that it can bring out more people like him. So yeah, it's a crazy fucking world, man. Yeah, it's um, well, history always repeats itself. Right. If right. you like, if you look at through history, you know, same thing, just different era. Right. You right. know, um, the fucking ignorance is real. Yep. Like real. Uh, it goes to show you that you know, money, money is more important than a lot of things. Yep. You know, uh, you you have that that which I fell in love with, like the. You have a portrait on your IG. It's like uh, it pays nothing to be kind. Oh right, right. It costs zero cents. It costs zero yeah, money. yeah, zero money to be kind, right? Yeah, right. and like we had not. We we have a lot of fucking people expressing their feelings and emotion, but nobody actually empathizing with any of it. Right. And, and yeah, man, it just sucks. I don't know where the fuck this is all going. And uh, like I said, as long as we stay strong and we're fucking good and, and we, we stay in line, I think I think overall always the right thing comes out on top. It, I mean, history proves that too, you know? Yeah. Like that people overall know what good is. Yeah. I'm like, it may take a little longer. It may take longer to convince certain people to change shit. But the good always comes out on top. That's why yeah. you stay fucking strong and, and and not let it fucking beat you. Yeah, I just don't. I I just don't know what, especially with being the president, the new one. Like, I like him. I'm a, I'm a but, zombie. I don't know. Man, what the, I, I feel like know. every time he speaks, he's going through like a heart attack. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. And I, we don't know how long he's going to be around. Yep. And so we're we're still stuck in an unforeseen situation here. I wanted to ask you, like, um, have you have you drawn like drawn comic books? Uh no, I've never really been a comic book artist. Like, uh, I've dabbled with it, you know. Like, I'll draw, like you, you know, I'll mimic yeah. something. Uh, when I was younger in high school, I used to do a lot of little clips of Batman and the Hulk. I used to like those two characters. Obviously, different. Uh, universes yeah marvel and dc but uh i would do those things but i never really did a comic book i did comic-con a few years i did comic-con for like three years in a row where i went and i actually got a table and i sold that uh artist uh in artist alley uh that was fun but to do an actual comic book yeah, not not something i really could even wrap my head around that's a that's a really cool thing to be and do but it requires a lot of fucking kind of planning and talent in this in a different way. Yeah, it's a lot. It's like um, the like you have to draw it by scene. Yeah, exactly. See, scenes can see the one thing people don't understand about comic books is that you just don't. You have to first have a story, and then each mm. part of that story has to be illustrated, and then not just illustrated, but you got to capture the essence of what that particular say sentence or paragraph is and mm. then when you capture that essence 
you got to make sure you capture the right angle. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost like you're directing a movie. Now you got to have the right camera angle mm-hmm. you do from the bottom, from the top, from level. And that requires like really fucking, you know, it's, it's a great, beautiful talent to have. Yeah. And I, especially, admire, I, I have a whole bunch of comic books. So yeah. I admire it so much. Especially like if you, they give you a script and it's just saying like uh, has a sentence, but it's not really giving you in detail. Right. So now you got to like imagine what's going on in this uh, the sentence that has no feeling or description. Right. Without, so, without yeah. words. Right. So it's it's really it's really a, a tedious job. Um, shit. I, I wouldn't I just I, I mean, I tried it a few times. It's it's not easy, man. I And actually, as a matter of fact, I'm in the middle right now. I have a there's a writer who's writing a story that I created out of a character that I created and he's, I, I give him the gist of it all and he's writing the script for it. And I've been debating whether I should illustrate it because I don't know if I can get into illustrating a graphic novel, mm. uh, but it would only make sense that I do it since it's my character. Mm-hmm. So I'm just right now, I'm struggling through that process of like, should I get into that and start illustrating the whole story or should I like just, pay somebody to yeah. go ahead and do it and it's a tough a tough it's really it, it's it's really like like it'll burn your brain because it's it's you know it's constant you know breaking it down right oh sorry hold on a second i was taking a picture of, of something i wanted to show i was going to show that painting you were talking about oh uh, with the um Zero sense of kindness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like <clears throat> let's do a little show. Let me see if I captured it well enough. Let me see if I can share uh, my screen. Oh, you. Oh, I see. You got rid of. Uh, I can't host because it says host disabled participant screen sharing. Hold on. I'm a. Uh, give me one second. Let me. Yeah. Uh, I'll check now. Let's see. Uh, yeah, it's telling me it's host uh, has started. You you started screen sh- sharing, but I can't. I can't. When I hit screen sharing on my side, uh, I think you have it disabled on yours to uh, not allow me to screen screen share. All right. share. All right, got it now. Let me see. You cannot start screen sharing while the other participants. All right, so just stop sharing on your side. There we go. All right, there we go. Let's see. Oh, technical yeah. difficulties. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nothing like technical difficulties. All right. Can you see that? I don't know if you can see Yeah, that. yeah. So that's uh, the key, so- right? Yeah, that's, that's dope. What you were talking about? Yes, yes, I, yes. That's, that's my stupid ass. It costs zero that, sense. Yes, yeah, it costs zero sense to be kind. I, lo- I I love that man. I love that one. It, it's it speaks so so much truth and volumes. Yeah, I wish I had invented that quote because I didn't. I saw that on someone, and I thought that that was such a great way to put how to be kind that you never think of it in monetary uh, 
I guess, uh, terms. You always think, oh, fuck that. I don't want to be, fuck him. He did something to me. I'm like, bro, it costs yeah. really nothing to just be, say I'm sorry or say hi or smile at somebody. It costs you nothing. And if it's costing you something, then you got issues. Like, how much is it that is bothering you to be just nice to someone? Yeah, man. It, it, it's it's very true. And here's some, I just figure I scroll through like, I don't know if you can see uh, the Batman. You yeah. it, that's but that's your original uh design, right? That the circle shaped yeah. Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did this um like this is a while back as a joke. I wanted to it's funny because I was looking through an artist that I kind of enjoyed and she drew some female artist. I don't even know her name. I was just kind of looking through her Etsy account and I like that she had very simple designs. And I said, I love the simplicity of the designs. And I come from a background where I did a lot of logos. I was like, a, I worked for a graphic design company designing logos for like Chase Manhattan Bank yeah. and you know, the different corporations. And whenever I did the logos, I just felt the logos were such a graphic and slick way to promote yourself. Mm. It, it kind of buried itself in my brain. You know, you see the swoosh for Nike. You see the three bars for Adidas. You see... And, and then, like, you, the minute you see them, you know it's them. And yeah, yeah. That's such a powerful thing in the head. And so I said, I want to I do something like that. Now, I use Batman again because I'm a fan of Batman. And it started out with Batman. That's, the, that's no lie. That's how it began. It's slowly evolving to something else now because I really want to make it more of my own. So I don't know, like, you know, let me see. I think originally, let me see if I, I don't know if I have it here. Shit, it might be further down. But it started really just like a, a, a Batman image. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what the fuck is it? Oh, here. So it started literally just kind of trying to duplicate Batman in a simple form that was just very graphic and, and just captured his grimace, the angry look of him. And then I also, of course, I had to put the bulge. The bulge was very important because I feel like all superheroes have that bulge. <laughs> the bulge, the grin, and the angry face. And, you know, that's, so I wanted to capture that in one simple kind of logo type thing. And to me, it wasn't going to be like something that represented me. I was just like a little character that, because I love Batman. Yeah. But, you know, as it went on, I just kept getting more and more excited with the image because it became more and more of like something that I love playing with. Um, and like eventually I started changing a little, let's see, this is the original design actually. Wow. That was the original design. And then, and then slowly started to merge into, let's see what I have on my shirt now, which is starting to look a little different. Oh, let me see if I see, this was the one that I did at Berry Lane Park. Wow, that's that's beautiful. I don't know. You know where Barry Lane Park is? It's the skateboarding. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they have all those big buildings there. Uh, and then slowly he starts merging to somebody that looks like this. And if you notice, I'm no longer putting the Batman symbol on his belt. And that's I'm putting up messages. Smiling is contagious. Um, I like to put messages once in a while. And then I did this guy again. It's the Batman colors, but it's it's now no longer the Batman symbol. 
I'm trying to move away from the Batman thing again because I don't know. I just want to create something more, a little more me. Yeah, yeah. So slowly, and I'm 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 emerging, and he's evolving out of that things. You know, you're gonna see more emerging out of it. Uh, it's not gonna change a lot, a lot, but some things are gonna be changing on him. Uh, this one I did after the. I don't know if you remember the banana being taped to the wall. There was a few years back. Some artists went to Art Basel, actually, where I'm gonna be in Miami. Uh, two years ago, I think it was. Some artists went and he taped a banana to a wall. And he called it art. <laughs> and the fucking thing sold for $140,000. Wow. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh, it was a, it's con- he was a conceptual artist. And then the funny thing is that another artist comes by, took the banana off the wall and ate it. And <laughs> it's like, so the person who bought it uh, was pissed. But the artist said, no, you don't buy the actual physical work. You're buying the concept of it. And that concept I have written down. So you're buying the piece of paper that mm. says how to recreate that piece. So the actual piece is bullshit. You can eat the fucking banana. You can throw away the tape. But as long as you have the instructions on how to make it. He just he like, just sold them a fucking blueprint. Exactly. Uh, and the blueprint is worth 140000 But here's the thing. That blueprint and those instructions cannot be reproduced by, no one, by anyone else. And that's what makes it special and original. Which is, you know, art is fucking crazy. It's... It's hard yeah. to understand sometimes, but it's what you give them meaning to. Yeah, and so this guy, so I found it funny, and I took my my Batman guy character, and I. Put oh, that's funny. Just uh. <laughs> the fucking goof on it. Oh um, man! And as you can see, he's starting to get a little different now. I put some hearts. His eyes, are, his ears are starting to get a little more round. Um, you know, it still looks like Batman, but it's slowly merging out into. It's uh, evolving. He's evolving to something else slowly, but sure. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Um, I did this piece. I don't know if you go by that wall on. Um, it's on 13th Street and Cole between Monmouth and Cole underneath yeah. the overpass. I did this on a wall. It doesn't move like this, but it's definitely. Uh, it's just. No, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, man. Um. And then I'm doing a lot of the black and white stuff. I'm, I'm really into this stuff. And all I did was basically, see, this is sort of like, again, how it's evolving. Uh, as you can see, it's black and white. And uh, I threw that little troll face there just <laughs> just for shits and giggles. Do they have any any meaning behind it? Or just you, like, just, just uh, it, tapping into your, your, your organic... Uh, artistic mind. Well, it's. Uh, I'm glad you asked me that because sometimes it's funny. I, I hate explaining my work. I just I have fun with it, and, and that's it. But um, I, as you can see, there's like a lot of teeth. And yeah. at some point in, in my work, I used to do like, let me see. It used to be a lot of fucking teeth that I used to just put. Like you see this guy. This this piece is called Adelante la Raza. Mm. And as you can, again, I was doing the tea, you got the baby, you know, Adelante la Raza is a term that you hear a lot in uh, Hispanic cultures when you want a black person to marry a white person so that they get lightened up their skin color for the mm, baby they have. Whoa. So that way the, the, the skin gets lighter. Uh, I heard that in the Cuban community, they use that a lot, but I've heard it too, Dominicans have said it before. So this piece here, again, a little antagonistic, a little social commentary about you know, this is what Hispanics do. They mix race to make their skin lighter. Like, that's fucking important. I don't know. It's a weird concept. 
that 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 exists. So I created that. So you say are they meaning in it? Well, as I was looking into uh, just my culture, because you know, uh, as Dominicans and I know Puerto Ricans too, we we have Taino blood in us. You know, yeah. the Taino Indians who are the yeah. native the native Indians of our islands, right? And I was I was researching just to see like because my work is very uh, geometric and I use a lot of graphic in it like lines and and really weird kind of I don't know uh, almost as if these things were statues type of things mm-hmm. they look like little statues if you will and and I found this fucking thing that the Taínos did that freaked me out and I said what the fuck is this like I'm channeling them through because I've never seen this before yeah and like if, if you can see like this guy right here it's just a T this is Deadpool mm-hmm. <laughs> I did, I did, this is a painting of Deadpool that I did the smoke is just effect that I put on it and like the Hulk also right I did the T that you can see the T on it and it's all square painting these are all square very geometric and um, but as I was looking for it we got the Raphael with the teeth fucking beef of vendetta with the you know all the teeth thing happening right like i was fascinated with teeth i don't know what the fuck that's all about the bat- <laughs> the teeth were out right this is just little characters that i was trying to work with and then all of a sudden i i went and i let me see if i while you're here might as well do a fucking presentation of what i found let's go um, but people who <laughs> yeah. listen to the podcast go and 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 watch the video version yeah, he's giving us a, a a background of his genius mind it's, no, it's, well, it's, it's funny how all this shit came out because this is what was freaking me out so i'm looking at the fucking taino sculptures that came out yeah and when i find this look at this shit wow this this freaked me the fuck out that they were also doing this kind of mouth open teeth thing. And there was one that I actually found that was literally with the teeth out. Let me see. I can't, I don't see it here, but, um, but it was incredible. Oh, here. Wow. Bro, this is a Taino diety. And so I'm looking at my shit and I'm saying. You see the similarities just. I just saw. Yeah. So like, like you see this, right. And then you see that and i'm like wait a minute this was nothing to do with me having researched this beforehand this was just me being me and coming out with my own shit and then saying am i tapping into some sort of inner blood that exists in me that it's fucking the taino blood right so as i'm doing this i'm finding more and more and i don't know you know that sun that that the tainos use like the sun yeah 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 that it's everywhere Right, I'm looking at this, I, I, and I find that also. Let me just see. And you, and I find this right. And as I'm looking at this, I'm like, bro, this is kind of freaky because now I have that, and then I have shit like this where it's the same kind of symbolic circle with yes, the mouth, yes, and the teeth. And you say, does this have any meaning? What the meaning is, I don't know. But am I somehow? pushing my Taino blood through the culture of America into it. And I started thinking about this and I'm like, you know, that's probably what it is. I, I, I'm in a, I, I live in America. These are American symbols, the Batman, all these figures that I'm doing that are kind of generic yeah. American pop icons. Yeah. But they're being interpreted through this kind of iconography that is. Well, I mean, Batman, Batman, it's kind of Latino because he was inspired by El Zorro. Right. It's kind of like a big whip around of kind of concepts. Yeah. Of how how this shit works, you know. It's like I, 
it's just so bizarre, man. Like after I done all this, to for me to discover more Taino art, so I got deeper in the Taino, uh, looking at Taino uh, work, and so a lot of this started to evolve out of that, like all these black and white, because it's kind of like very graphic. Mm-hmm. It's kind of just linear. They did a lot of linear things. They did a lot of symbols, and so to me, all these kind of symbols are just symbols with a little twist that is yeah. More- so it's basically it was basically you just creating art. You you never actually knew this other Taino stuff existed. I never seen and then, artwork, right? right yeah, right, right. <clears throat> yeah. That's one thing I wanted to ask you because I grew up, you know, in in uh, in, in Puerto Rico in the books. I have uh, these images, right? And I and I saw these smiles, and and I'm glad you 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 pointed that out. You you're really tapping into something. Yeah, and, and to me, I don't know. I, I, it feels good to know that what I was making wasn't just me, like, again, being all this original and trying to come up with something, but it's something that is very integral to my culture. Yeah. So it's, you know, like, if you just sit down and do your own shit and really tap into how you feel and how you want to do something and then to have it uh, be certified, if you will, or have it be justified because when you look back you know what you're the blood that you have in you is kind of helping you kind of do something similar you're making these services, yeah making this geometry you're making this tribal looking things on you're doing these lines you, you know it comes from somewhere yeah it doesn't just not come from anywhere it didn't just come from nowhere and that's really really uh fulfilling you know it's important um so yeah i mean Again, you ask, does it mean anything? Do they have meaning? They do. In a weird way, this is the the sensitivity of what uh, my Dominican culture has to offer to American culture. Yeah, you're so you're like, you're you're like without knowing, you're infusing your past into a you know a present form, and exactly. still making your your heritage alive, but through right. your vision. Exactly. Perfectly said, man, because, uh, you know, a lot of times we see artwork from other cultures Mm -hmm. and you'll see a little bit come through, you know, like, so this is kind of like, shit, if this was a Taino living today, is this what he would he be making, right? Mm. He's looking at his pop culture, he's looking at who's around, and he's just interpreting using kind of Taino language, which is that graphic design type, like those symbols that that they use. That's why... um, I also started doing this 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 stuff. I did it. Let me see if I have it here. See, like in this one right here. If you notice the little belt, yeah, that's a Taino symbol for a snail. Beautiful, which was beautiful. which was actually used uh, in uh, rituals because I, I believe they used to either use the little horn of the thing to create sounds mm-hmm. uh, of the shell of the of the snail, and they would eat the snails. So it was kind of like, you know, it's it, it's just everything is so integral to the culture. It's, I love it. So, yeah, to me, this whole thing has come around full circle and I'm kind of enjoying that process right now and incorporating it more. And and it's it may not have a particular meaning, but it has a more cultural meaning. It has more cultural uh, importance in terms of like, you know, uh, just showing what, what we have to offer. Yeah, a- and, and the Taino has a, they have a beautiful culture. And, and a rich history. It's like ma- many, many other um, cultures as well. Yeah. No, but I, I feel like, see, like 
all, like I that's one thing I wish I was when growing up I was I, I had a little bit more influence. I wasn't really influencing that shit. Like my dad is my my dad is Dominican. Right. Oh, is he? Oh, so you're part Dominican. Yeah, que lo que, you know. Que lo, que lo que, what? Uh, <laughs> um, that's awesome. But I I didn't grow up with my dad. I didn't grow up with my my mom. Ah, yeah, yeah. I I grew up with my grandparents. They're already, you know, ah. older, you know. So like um I feel that. You're not you're, you're not alone in that, man. That's a yeah. lot. That's a lot yep. in our culture, man. All people are raised by their grandparents. Yep. And and what I've you know, here and watching society, right? I feel like you, you know, you move here to this land because, you know, obviously better opportunities, blah, 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 for as long as you're paying, right? Because she ain't free. Um, The more the generations are, you know, continue to produce here, it's like we're losing our culture in a sense. We're we're losing our song. People become whiter and whiter. And, you know, you see Hispanic, they look, Hispanic like our heritage, but you speak to them in Spanish and they they don't understand a goddamn word you're saying. Nope. So we're nope. we're like our roots are slowly, I don't know, like being burned out, and we're you know we're, America is is like I don't know you know how American white people have it's no a, no sazon no in their food. No zero sazon. Well, no, they're getting sazon. It's taking it from us. You know this culture is weird because the more they call it a melting pot, and I know it's. It kind of is because when you come here, you start to blend your own shit with somebody else's mm-hmm. shit to create a new shit. And then you have all this kind of shit that is happening. And then all of a sudden you forget your old shit. You forget your own shit. And that's not good. Uh, you, we got to remember where we're coming from. And I don't know, you know, if anybody will see my work and say, oh, that looks like this. They might not. But if you just dig a little deeper and you look and you see there is a connection. And I think this is what happens here. I guess my work is kind of what happens in the U.S., there's emergence of cultures. You know, mm-hmm. you get, like I said, you have all these pop things that I have there, but then you have how I'm interpreting it. I'm putting a little bit of the tribal thing in it. Um, so I don't know, you know, I don't know which way it's going to go. I didn't ever mean to make it like that. It just came out naturally. Uh, but now that I'm aware of it, I, I am making conscious effort to keep pushing it that way because I, I think it's important. And educate and educate the public as well because there's a Absolutely. lot of uh, there's a lot of Hispanic kids that that need that whether you're Dominican Puerto Rican they they need that 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 heritage to come to, to come alive and be proud of something yeah because Absolutely. you know being one thing I've I've learned uh, you know living here the past 10, 11 years is like you know you. You all you do is fucking work and work and work and you forget about everything else. Sure, sure. You know, and there's no life to, to be enjoyed. Right. Which sucks. Which sucks because you go to our countries and you notice that people do take time to like they, they take time to enjoy life. I mean, I don't I haven't been in the yard in a while, but I know that they there's there's times where there's a siesta. Yeah. You know, there's a that that time where you go to work and then in the afternoon you go home and then you take a nap, eat, and then go back to work for a few more hours. Mm-hmm. It's like that break. Mm-hmm. That's fucking, that's, that's critical. I mean, that, that's what makes you enjoy. You know what? I'm going home to eat for two, two, three hours sleep and then go back to work. Yeah. Yeah. You don't do and, that shit. This is just. And this runs space. 24, this, this runs 24 seven, like in Puerto Rico, like right. fr- Friday hits, Friday hits five o'clock. Everything is closed. 
Vamos a beber. Yep. <laughs> Let's go. Like, there's no need. There's no need to like become an entrepreneur and build an empire when like working a nine to five is good because when you come out and it's Friday, you're gonna release that stress and you're gonna go have fun. You're gonna go to the beach. You're gonna go do something, you know, yep. productive. He is not like that. Fucking. Oh. It's 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 fucking a hellhole. That's what it is. Drink and drink for a few hours on your phone, checking to see if there's more business coming in. It's like God, yeah, gotta take it easy. Yeah, here it's it's easy. Here's not like that, man. And that's one thing I miss about like I miss one thing I I I, I take for granted now, right? Because I really, you know, when you're young, you know, you tend to be stupid and not be able to appreciate what you have. Like over there growing up in Puerto Rico, the days were longer and you, you could actually enjoy your fucking day. Yeah. You know, here is it's totally opposite, man. Like there's never it feels like it's never any hours in the day that's that you could do anything. Right, 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 right. It sucks, man. Time goes by. We got to slow it down, kind of enjoy life again. And I, you know what? I got a feeling because of this pandemic, I think things are maybe turning around for the better. It's weird. It's strange, but I think people are starting to realize what's more important. You know, like uh, the fact that a lot of people have quit their jobs and they said, I don't want to do this shit all my life. You know, I want to go really do what I want to do. Dude, I was making 65000 a year at a corporation, a suit and tie, and I said, fuck that job. There we go. You know? And I I started this podcast. I started my own t-shirt printing business. A realtor, you know, that's the way to do it, man. Congrats. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, winter gets slow, but, you know, keep hustling. Hustle, Listen, bottom line, you got to be happy. You got to be happy. It's it's such an understatement. And uh, one time I I used to work for this guy. And I remember the first time I walked in, I was, this is when I worked in that graphic design company. I remember he was my manager and I was under him. And I went in and we worked for couple of years together and after the two years that motherfucker came in one time he tells me i'm done i'm like what what do you mean you're done like he had given no idea that he didn't like the job or anything he just came in on a monday he says yo i am done i go what do you mean you're done he goes i quit i go what i go but who's gonna be the he goes yo i'm telling them today that i'm leaving so you're gonna be the boss i go what so this was on a day. This shit just happened. I came in on a Monday just to work and for just to be his underling, like I've been for the past two years. And he tells me, oh, and he tells before he leaves, I go, Ray, I'm going to tell you one thing. This is what struck me. When you get up in the morning out of bed and you don't want to go to work, that's the day you got to quit. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, if you get up in the morning and you get fucking look at the clock and you say, I don't want to fucking go to work. That means that you shouldn't be going to to that job, and that's what happened to me this morning. Mm. <laughs> Ginormous balls for him to do this shit, like for him to say. And he took off. He bought a flight, went to Georgia, opened up his own fucking uh, cleaning business, and he sends me a picture three years later. Bought his own house, it has ten employees in it. Like his whole oh. plan was just to move to Georgia. Because it was cheaper down there. He was just going to find a regular job. But when he got there, he told me he met a guy. The guy had a business. And he says, I'm going to do this shit, too. Oh, and he shit. went in, like, fucking no parachute. I, I remember. Shit, I remember. I used to work at a Verizon in Basket Ridge, which is, like, the, the Verizon that runs the world. 
I worked at Baskin Rich too, man. Yeah. I worked for Prudential. They were off of exit, I think, 31 or 78. Shit. I worked there, man. And uh, I had a union meeting, right? And uh, this, this, the union representative said something like, uh, she said, uh, Los trabajos vienen y van, pero los hijos no. Because she had lost her, ch- uh, her son. So Damn. she was like, uh, jobs. Jobs will come and go, but our kids, you know, they don't, you know, and I have, I have a, my son, he's autistic and that's the only son I'm ever going to have in my life. I don't think I have no more kids. And, um, after oh, that, okay. he's five. He just turned five last week. God bless, man. Uh, what's his name? Austin. Austin. Nice. Austin. Uh, and after, after that meeting, I went to another meeting. Now I'm meeting with the vice president of the company I work with. And this old man was just rambling on, rambling on, rambling on. And he, he asked me this question, and, and I, 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 yo, I dare you tell him, what do you want? Stop wasting your time. Stop wasting my time and tell me what you do you want. And, and, and him and the other two were so shocked. And he was, he was like, he's still like, like I, he didn't know what to say. And I was like, I, like this, I was like, I'm out. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. Uh, I do appreciate it. Uh, it's it's a good. Uh, I said so, said something's good. It's it's good. It looks good on my resume. I said, and I'm out. And you and, just left. And I and I left. And I bounced. You know, a year later, a year later, I went back to work because you know, uh, you know, sometimes you you need to fund your business, and there's no True. no you know right. so. Like I, I've never had a problem doing that. Um, well, I mean, that's all it takes. It takes that yeah. initial. Mm-hmm. Even if you go back, it doesn't matter. But it takes that initial yeah. step to say, "I can do this." Or, yeah. Or, right. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's not uh, easy, but it's got to happen. Yeah, especially when you got fucking a wife and a kid, and you know, fucking Oof. mortgage and bills. Oof. You know, so like, I've never, like, I feel like, I, like, I never have a problem working a nine to five for as long as I have a goal in mind. That's right. For me, right. Never been a problem. Uh, so, yeah, man, I I, I I walked out. I'm out. Peace. You know, left, left my IDs. What is it? Uh, in, the same, in the same line of talking right now, you know, there was when I worked in Baskin Ridge, for, I worked for Prudential Insurance Company. Uh, I've had so many fucking jobs. But at the time. You both. <laughs> at the time, I remember I had that job, and I thought I was going to be there forever. I was like, this is my gig. I fucking love it. I'm making lots of money. I'm good. It's finally my art because I was still doing art on the side. So I was like, you know, I do go home and I do my artwork, but this shit is paying the bills. And You're I happy. You're was happy. A, right. Yeah, I was happy. And I remember there was a there was a meeting one time, and they gave all the employees. And they told, all right, guys, you know, we're here to, you know, talk to you about a special, you know, uh, uh, I guess it was a concept that they were trying to teach everybody. And the concept here is that uh, there is change and you have to embrace change. And at the time I'm like, what is this we're talking about? And he goes, you may not be here for longer than two or three years. And already my shit came crashing down. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm going to be here till I'm fucking, I'm until I die. I love this place. But what he introduced us to was the fact that he said, you guys are going to have seven to eight jobs during your lifetime. And, and you may not believe this, but you will have seven to eight jobs. This may not be, this company may not be around for a long time. You may get tired here, you move on to another job. 
and so forth. And I, at the time, didn't really understand what he was saying. And then he goes on to say, change is good, and you must embrace change. And when the change doesn't happen, you need to be the change, and you mm. need to cause change. And that shit affected me since. Because to me, and there was a book to it that they gave out during that time. They gave everybody a book, and it's called, uh, I think it's called Follow the Cheese, or it's basically a small book, and it talked about a mouse looking through a maze, looking for the cheese. Because you don't want to be that mouse just chasing that money. You want to be able to come out of that maze Ooh, and yes. change your path and create a new path. And when this guy talked to me about that whole thing about change, my whole perception of everything changed because everywhere I went, I was like, look at everybody wanting to settle in like, like, you know, like the, a lot of older people used to do where they would just sit at a job and be there for 50 years and leave, mm-hmm. which was my mentality going in. And, and he's saying, don't get used to the mentality. The future's moving fast. Technology moves fast and you got to move as fast with it. Yes. So wherever you are, try to stop and say, I don't want to keep going here. I want to make a change for the better and I'm out. And don't marry anything. Don't marry an idea. Don't marry a job. Don't ma- don't get married to it. Marry to like a core value that you have and then change everything else outside of it. And bro, ever since then, that's been my thing. You know, I've, I've gone to different jobs when I got tired of it or when things started to, I feel going downhill. I'm saying, I'm, I'm getting out of here before the shit crashes and I will leave. With no calm. I didn't give a fuck. I just went, you know, I, I opened a business one time. Now I'm teaching art. So like, I just keep moving around and I keep, you keep following, not the cheese, but you keep following that core value that you have of what you want to do and how happy you want to be. So really, you got to chase the happiness and you got to be willing to change for it. And, and, and if it's not changing, change it. You got to change it fast. But change is fantastic because that's we're, we're evolving always. Yes, I've yes. been changing. If you, don't, if you don't embrace that change, you're going to get stuck into something. You're going to be crying, depressed. You got to change. You got to go with that wave of change all the time. Yeah, and a lot of people are scared of it, too. Yeah, completely. <laughs> they, they still dwelling on that shit. And, you know, sometimes you got to roll the dice. Yeah. And fucking. Dice. And at least that's what I did, you yeah. know. And now, did, you, did you get here from PR on your own or did your grandparents come here first? Or no. Uh, like I said, I was I was born here. Um uh, I was. You, you, you lived in Puerto Rico, though. Yeah, I was born here, and uh, when I was little, I was sent over there. Oh, my, my my mom sent me off to live. You know, you know how, how Latino parents, you know they they can't control a child; they quickly become problematic. <laughs> so, I, 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 you know, I, I was a, a devil child. Uh, <laughs> you know? Um, and I, 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 it was really tough for me over there, but. You know, I'd rather grow up over there than, you know, staying here. And, yeah, and, yeah man, and uh, I had a problem over there. I, I, I came here, you know, I never really had a good relationship with my mom. Uh, like my third, second, third week, she kicked me out. Oh. Uh, I started living in my grandma grandma's basement where fucking... You you know I I you know a lot of people talk shit about my grandma, but like she gave me a place to stay, bro. It wasn't it wasn't big. sanitary. That's big. Like, it, it, it wasn't. You weren't in the streets. Yeah, she made it. She made me understand the message, and right. the message was like, yeah, 
I'm I love you. I got you know, I love you. Believe it or not, here's a place to stay. But I'm going to make it very uncomfortable for you because you know, you need to get your shit together and go Absolutely. fuck up, right? Yo, that's probably that's what made you. Yeah, and you know, after that I moved out, I rented a, a room. Um, you know, I've enjoyed my single life. Right. Um and until you know i met my wife oh see but you you're living whether you knew it or not that life of change that mm-hmm. shit was happening to you whether you liked it or not yeah that, that, that concept of change is what's it's freaky because you you've been living yeah it was scary because like like growing up in, in puerto rico like everything was physical i feel like everything was physical like you know I go over there and people respect me. It's because who is because I gave myself respect and, and I want to respect in return. But when I moved here, everything's like very, it's a mental game. Mm-hmm. People, t- people try to belittle you and, and, and push you down mentally. And like, that's why so many like, you know, suicidal shit, you know, right. like, uh, like a lot of bullying, you know, and like, and I was bullied until I became the fucking bully. You know, you live, you oh, live, a, yeah. you live, a, 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 what's that saying? You live long enough, you become the villain. Yep. And I was, you know, I, I, was, I was gonna accept that role because it, it becomes either you or me, motherfuckers, you than me, right? That's right. And um, here it's very mental. You know, things that uh, I wouldn't dwell on decision making, changing jobs, blah blah blah. You know, sleeping in the street like I, I slept a couple of times because I had no place to go. It was easy for me. Right, 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 right. Um, but it's it's uh, everything. It's mental. Everything's mental, and I and I learned that once I got married. You know, like a lot of people, it's it's a lot of feelings and all this shit. And you know, I'm I've learned that I'm you know I'm a very raw person. I'm a very you know, real person, you know, I, I tell you shit how it is rather than what you like to hear. Right. That's perfect. And, no, that's and, the way to be. Yeah. And it's, and, and it's, it's, it's good. Be- it's good because I know that if I'm alone is because I, I pushed away the wrong people, mm. but it's, it's also like, you know, I'm, I'm either, you know, I'm either hot or cold. I have no middle ground. Right. And, you know, now that I have my son, I have to try to be a little bit more, understanding you know especially because he's autistic and i'm willing to do that work i'm not willing to do other people work and and right. and you know everything's all sent feelings and sometimes right. you can't let feelings control the decision makers in your life right because if you know some days i don't want to get out of the fucking bed but if i let that feeling uh conquer me that i'm never fucking do anything in my life right 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 you get what i'm saying oh yeah absolutely so it's um it uh, it took me a while to grasp that you know grasp that that concept and and now that I'm married I'm it's something I realize I need to work on because you know these people are fucking savages they they'll you know they'll put you down and once your mind is destroyed that's it for you Right. That's it. There's no hope. Yep. And that's something I'm 
I've been working a lot. I'm working a lot. I, I you know. Listen, you, 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 you have done the biggest step is acknowledging that. Once the fact that you've acknowledged that, if you had not acknowledged that that you're going through that and you got to do that, you'd be in deep shit. But the fact that you have reflected and said, I, "I'm working on that and I need to work on that," that's huge. It's a huge step, okay. and, uh, okay. and you, yeah, you'll get it done, man. With your son, your kids are huge motivators, man. Because my kids, they've centered me. I was yeah. the same way. The, what you're saying was, I was the same way. I was zero to a hundred. Because I came in the streets, you know, where you get pushed, where you get talked about, you get trash talking, you get fucking yeah, bullied, yes. and you got to put up defense mechanisms, right? Yeah. That defense mechanism, now you're aware. Every fucking time, everywhere you go, you're like conscious. And somebody, mm-hmm. are you coming at me, bro? What are you doing? Are you saying something? What? What was that that you said? And you start to get like that with everybody. And yeah. uh, but with the kids, you know, once I had my kids too, I was the same way. Like I couldn't be like that with them. They didn't understand what I like. I, even if they talk back to me, I couldn't be like, what the fuck? Did you just say that to me? Yeah, yeah. I didn't, exactly. want, to proje- I didn't want to project that attitude towards yeah. them. I didn't want to make them that. Yeah. So I, I had to lower my, that 100 that I used to get to. And, you know, I used to scream a lot and I used to get angry a lot. And, you know, so I, and slowly, because of my wife and my kids, I said, shit, what the fuck am I doing? I'm like, I don't want to ruin my kids. I Yes, yes. Because I'm fucked up. Doesn't mean they got to yeah. So I started lowering and finding a middle ground where I was a little more compassionate, a little more understanding with them. Yes. You you start to develop different attitudes for different people and you really start to grow. Yes. But you're acknowledging it, which is a great thing. Yeah. Don't ever acknowledge it. They treat their family like shit. Yeah. And then they wonder, why is my family so fucking broken? Yeah. And, and, you know, I look at my son and it's like fucking look at myself in the mirror. Oof. You know, and... You know, I, I had this I have this this um, picture that for years uh, I, I've I've always avoided looking at as me when I was a child. And, you know, and uh, now I sleep with it on my on my mirror and I just I started talking to him, Oof. you know, and I was like, you know, I've let you down. But, you know, we have you have a little guy now. Right. He, he, he's special, just like us. And, you know, it's not easy and we're working on it. We're working on it, you know, and I have to do that. I have to because there's a lot of broken shit around us. Of course, yeah. yeah. You know? It's a lot of broken shit around a lot of people who don't want to admit this broken shit. Mm -hmm. You got to admit it. Yeah, You got to admit it. And you, you have a choice. Right. You, everybody has a choice and that choice, you, you know, it starts with that choice. Do you want to accept it? Do you want to acknowledge that choice? And, you know, I've, you know, there's a lot of, there's been a lot of lonely nights. Just me. Right. It's me. And, uh, you know, the shit you got to accept and you have a choice. And once you accept that and acknowledge it, everything else could be easy. And, you know, 32, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. And, and, you're at the perfect timing to be doing this shit. You got to yeah. acknowledge your space and time. You know, there's, there's, there's a saying that I love uh, that someone told me was that you got to remember uh, that you got to pretend that you're 80 years old, right? 
and, and, and think that you're 80 or 90. And then that you woke up in this body and realized that you're only 32. You know what I mean? So like, think of what it could be if you were 80, where people would be, if they passed, that they were gone, you can't fucking move and live it and think of it, of how it would be when you would be 80, right? And, and then say to yourself, wait a minute. And then imagine that you're just waking up in this body. Like you had a dream as you were an 80 year old, you fell asleep and then you woke up and you're 32. How would you do it now? How would you do that differently? How would you live the next 50 years? And you're at a stage right now where it's, you know, you got a lot of time to like make beautiful things for your boy, for yourself, for your family, you know, to change it in the right, control that path, right? Gear that path. I don't know which way it was going if you don't do that, but now you're fucking strongly, willfully guiding it in the way that it should go. Yes. For the benefit you got. And this is, this is, this is, I mean, that whole thing you're doing with that picture is fantastic. You know, talking to yourself like that, that's, that's great. Yeah. It, it's meditation, meditative. It was something that, you know, it's, it's something that's, you get older and, and you find growth, right? That, like, I, I've always had that picture. I just never, I never looked at it. And it, and it always made me feel uncomfortable because it reminded me of uh, some form of vulnerability when I was a child, you know, and, and, and the traumatic upbringing I, I was surrounded of, you know. And then I learned from uh, I, this author I had on the podcast, his name is uh, Almond Woodson. Yeah, uh, he 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 told me that in order for you to grow as a person, sometimes you gotta be vulnerable. Sure. So you 100%. know, and um, ever since you know, ever since I I I fucking did you know, I, I heard those words, and you know, I just I look at that picture, and it reminds me of everything I fucking all the traumas and shit. That's crazy. I, I went. And you know, I need to accept that shit. I've been I've been so many years ignoring it, and just uh, you know, it's, it's it, it, at a point it's just coming out. Yeah. yeah, you and, can't cover that shit up because you're just putting you're making it worse for anybody who's coming coming at you. Yeah, the people you love. Yeah, and I, I came to a realization that I've become everything that I hated. Oh, that sucks. And. Now, man. Yeah, but you're changing it though. See, that's the that's the beauty of it that you've seen. I don't want to be that, right? And and yeah, yeah man. Every night, I, I, you know, I look at that that picture and just, you know, uh, one step at a time. When did you find out that your son was uh, autistic? Oh man, that was a fucking. Well, he. No, it's not. It's it's it is it is it a mild autism? Is it, it it's, it's no, it's not that severe. Like uh, like I have a nephew that's it, you just by looking at him, you know, God, you know, bless his soul. You just look at him, you know, he has autism. Oh right, right. Um, my son, he's like um, on on right there on the spectrum. Okay. So right now, the most he he's nonverbal. Okay. He he doesn't talk. Uh, but he's smart as shit. Well, he's know. very smart, right? Um, that his uh, fucking New Jersey healthcare is is the government healthcare is is a piece of shit, bro. <laughs> um, you know, we started noticing like when he was out. You know, he was different at two. You know, but m- mom more than me because I was always working and whatnot. 
And it's up for me. It was like something he'll he'll snap out. He's still little. Blah blah blah. But then you know, he turned three, and and things got. We saw him delayed. Um, we we reached out for help. You know, it, it was it was a whole fucking waiting list. And we waited like for six, seven months. Then the pandemic hit. Mm. We waited a fucking year. We we came to to officially diagnose him this last February. Wow. And this is us doing everything we can. Uh, this is us fucking, you know, moving mountains. Did he start right? school yet? Is he in pre-K or? No, not yet. Not yet. We, we, we have him in um, programs, uh, occupation therapy, speech. Um, we had somebody coming at the house to to uh, help him. But then, you know, the healthcare, the healthcare professionals are so short now. Like very short, very short, and um. So right now we're we're back at zero. We're weighing on options, you know. Or you know, we we can put him in school pre K. Our fear is that he's not verbal, right, right, and, right, and, right. And you know, uh, people may think I'm ignorant, but like I don't trust nobody with my fucking kids, man. Hell no, man. I don't blame you, bro. And and me and my wife the love that you're giving it. You and your mm-hmm. wife. Are you kidding me? Me, me, and my wife are on the same page, and like, I can't. My son doesn't speak. I can't fucking live with anybody. If something right. happens, how he's gonna? Oh and I, I'm gonna listen to him. I'm not gonna listen to the other person. Right. I'm gonna freak out too, man. You know, that's crazy. So it's 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 been a, a it's been a journey, but you know, we put everything in God's hands, and everything's gonna turn out well. Tony, I have a friend who, who was here and he had his kid was even he had his kid had severe uh, physical problems. He was born with like a physical disability. That was it was terrible. He couldn't walk. He, he couldn't stand up straight because his spine was off. And the doctor said that, that he would only live two or three years um, because of this disease that he had. And my friend said, you know, he started to look around America to see what how they can help him. And he said, New Jersey sucks. But then he realized the entire United States doesn't, it's not really great or good at all to help people who are really sick like his son was. So he took off to Spain where, where medical attention is amazing. I'm talking about the kid got a free wheelchair. He got a nurse sent to his home, all paid for by the system. Like over there, healthcare is is supplied to you. It's just given to you. You know, you know, so long as you're a citizen and you become a citizen, you get free healthcare. And not just free, it's fucking top of the line. You know, you get wow. top of the line shit everywhere. He moved over there. His son lived 22 years wow. more beyond that with great care. Like I'm talking about the nurses coming to his house. They talk about, they, they provided this beautiful wheelchair for him that otherwise here would have cost Thirty, forty thousand dollars to make here. Over there was like, let's make it to order. What else does he need in it? Does he need the handle here? Like they adjusted everything for him, and he said it was a a difference. It was a difference that it made because you know what you're just saying right now, that the medical system here to help out people, it's just they make you work so hard for so little. Like yes. when you have to go through 
just to get fucking help from your kid. Like, why is it taking so long? Yeah. And you're not the only one, you know? There's millions of people like, through, through the struggle. Yeah, and I remember <coughs> I had um I had one therapist coming to the house and you know after two three three weeks I think like I'm my son's advocate. I my wife does the appointment, I do all the have to you know, everything else. And I noticed that like she wasn't doing shit for my son. My son was he's four he was four years old taking advantage of this woman. Wow. <laughs> And, you know, I called up the therapist like, um, she's not working out. And, you know, I get, you know, and I told, I, I, I get that she needs a job. I get it 100%. I don't want nobody losing their job. But I can't depend on her not losing her job, my, you know, and put my son's future in jeopardy. Because I'm trying to be nice. You know, I need somebody right. that's going right. to actually come and help him. Yeah, you got to be the asshole now. You got to be the yeah. asshole. Because your son, like you said, you're the advocate. And the advocate, you got to be like a fucking bulldog. You got to yeah. get your shit for him. You got to not. No one's going to give a shit about anybody else. They just taking care of business. They want to make more money. Yeah. And that's, what, and, and, kid. and that's what everybody wants to buy. Everyone, everybody wants to make fucking money. Right. And that's fine. I'm for it. I want to make money too. Fuck it. Right, right, right. And nobody, nobody's willing to fucking do the work. Right. You know, everybody wants to walk in and get a certain paid amount of money. Right. Nobody wants to fucking do the work. Like, how do you expect that shit's going to be? Right. And be focused on that work. Because some of them want to come in and do the work. They may do it, but since they don't really give a fuck. Yeah. They not do it right. So now you got to be fucking vigilant. Like, yo, what do you do? Yeah. You do that that way. And, uh, you know, yeah. that same scenario, I, I feel like I was, I was taking care of my son. And I was also, also trying to teach this woman how to understand my son. When she's right. the professional. And, you know, that's just stressed me out. That's just stressed me out because, first of all, I don't like people in my house, right? <laughs> I, like, right. I, you know. You're an intruder. Get the yeah. Fuck. Now I got to be vigilant for multiple things. Yeah, like, I, I'm a person. I like my space. I'm very private. And this person is walking in here and, you know, it was getting frustrated. It was stressing me out. Right. It was stressing me out because I, in three weeks I saw no progress. And you know, if if, you, if you're a parent to an autistic child, you know you don't get no sleep. You know it's it's a tantrum or, or really extreme. You know it's a it's a tedious, it's tiring, it's very stressful, and and all you do is is trying to keep put, pushing forward and be calm. Right. Right. Yep. And, you know, when I had that person in, you know, don't get me wrong, she was a very nice young lady, but I don't need that. I need, I need, uh, I need shit to work, right. you know, right, and, right, right, right. and we're still here and, you know, and sure, I've, 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 I've taught myself slowly how to uh, sign language and shit like that uh-huh. and, and just to teach him and, and, and different activities because, you know, I'm not going to let my son fail. Right, right. You know, if he, he grows up and he comes out of the States and he's 18 or 20, he chooses to do whatever the fuck he wants in his life, that's fine. That's on him. That's not on me. But for now, you know, you got me and you're not going to lose. Right. You got, it's exactly how it's going to be, bro. It's got to be that way. And that's it. It's got to be that way. Bro, it's, a, it's you know, I, I commend you for what you're doing. It's like... 
it's the hardest thing that one can do. I mean, it's already hard to deal with a kid and a child just to bring them up and, 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 to, and then to, to make sure that he gets treated properly by other people. It's just mm-hmm. because of what, you know, he may have. Oof. Well, you guys, and you guys are amazing how strong you're being. And I'm sure your wife too. So nah, man, she's, I'm, uh, I bless you yeah. both, man. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, that's what you got to do. Just be strong. Yeah, but brother, it's been an honor talking to you. Oh, fantastic, man. I appreciate you inviting me here. Uh, it's an honor, conversation. man. We touched on a lot of stuff, and, you know, uh, I, I hope you have great success, which I think you are, man. You look like you're heading down the right path. So I Hopefully. Can't wait, can't wait to see you at the top. From your mouth to God's ears. It's there. <laughs> um, before we leave, uh, yeah. tell the people where they can find you at. Ooh, you can go to rayarcadia.com, do Ray Arcadia on Instagram. Uh, and then if you go to rayarcadia.com, you'll see all my links there to the social medias and all that stuff. And, and hit me up. And you'll see all the stuff that's coming up soon. And if you can see me in Miami and you're in Miami and you can go to Miami, come to Miami December 3rd through the 5th. It's going to be a crazy party and show with all people from Jersey City and around the country, actually. A lot of artists are going to be there. Uh, we're going to be doing a great event down there. Party DJs, a yacht. It's going to be a lot of crazy Damn. shit. Wall art everywhere, food. Street, uh, I mean, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. I'm heading down there soon. So I'll be, if you go down there, look me up. There you go. Boom. <laughs> um, once again, thank you. It's been an honor. Appreciate uh, yeah, man. It's great talking to you. Okay, likewise. We'll be so good, guys. Thank you.